All right, sports fans, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Sports Retorts with Hooli and the Joe. We got a lot of fun today. We're going to recap the entire potential first round of the draft. We're going to get some hot takes about Tom Brady. And we get to talk about somebody that you haven't wanted to think about in years, Jamarcus Russell. I'm Hooli. I'm the Joe, and we're joined by our guest... Say your name. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. Sam Roos. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. I've been a lot better if we're being blunt. Well, I think we're going to get into that. Yeah, we can we can get blunted for sure. No, we, that was a, that was last week. Oh. Then right? I thought No. We're talking about with Garrett Blunt, right? Yeah, we did talk, but I'm saying blunts and stuff. Oh, cuz of 420. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, you into blunt stuff? moment we've all been waiting for the starting lineup the Chicago Blackhawks fell to the St. Louis Blues three to two in game seven of the opening round of the NHL playoffs Sunday night Monday morning Blackhawk fans across the city uh, reacted with hockey what's that <laughs> it's Cubs time Thought exactly you knew that Arietta's throwing no hitters over here you think I care about Patrick Kane yeah <laughs> In a 5-0 win over the Texas Rangers, the Chicago White Sox completed a 9-3-2-6-2-5 triple play. And that's also the mega Powerball draw for Tuesday night. 9-3-2-6-2-5. You're a winner. Uh, ESPN personality Ramona Shelburne said that losing both Chris Paul and Blake Griffin on the same day might be, quote, the worst day in Clippers history. Uh, all due respect to the venerated reporter, but I think Ramona is forgetting about 1978 to 2010. <laughs> that was a rough stretch. Yeah, that was a bad day for the Clippers. Steve Kerr was awarded the NBA Coach of the Year this year, and Steve gave the speech at a very, very tall podium in the same manner that he won the award, standing on the back of Luke Walton. Better luck next year, Luke. I mean, seriously, this guy, we had congressmen who showed up for work less often. <laughs> uh, it'll, it'll pay off in his next opportunity. Uh, speaking of what it may be, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers have fired head coach Byron Scott this week after he accumulated a 38-126 and 126 record over the past two years. After tanking with the Lakers and Cavaliers, Scott can now only hope the red lady Melisandre will sacrifice one of his children and resurrect his career. Rumors sprung up this week about the Raiders seriously considering Las Vegas as a possible relocation site. A major step forward in their decades-long slide into the Arena League. Eh, they'll still get crushed out there. It's going to be fun and sexy if they get crushed, though. I mean, black, <laughs> gold, silver, money, glitz, glamour. It'll be the biggest failure in all of sports. $10,000. There goes 16 and all. 
Ten thousand dollars that they hit hit iron. Joe, That's a thing in arena football, right? I think you have a gambling problem, the Joe. I'll bet you I don't. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jamarcus Russell forced his way back into the headlines this week, uh, asserting that he would quote play for free. As if that's what the problem was. The Rams and Eagles have both completed a trade to secure what they believe will be their next franchise quarterback. Oh, that headline was actually from last offseason. Well, maybe Goff and Wentz will work out better than Bradford and Foles. Good luck, you jerks. (laughs) Great news, sports fans. Something amazing will be happening in August. Skip Bayless is retiring from ESPN. However, it has been reported that he's going on a national house-to-house tour to, quote-unquote, just make sure I can annoy everyone in person. Fuck you, Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless found an extra way to be awful to me this week when he was the only person on ESPN to vociferously defend Tom Brady, which means now I am put in the awful, terrible position of having to actually agree with Skip Bayless. Ugh, I can't imagine. I'm so sorry for your loss. Uh, his loss is going to be someone else's win, specifically HBO's. <laughs> I heard that this season of Hard Knocks is actually going to be filmed in an appellate court. Oh, Bill Belichick is going to let somebody videotape his team? Sure, that sounds likely. Well, it's just going to be a bunch of his old staff that he used on Spygate, so he'll never see it coming. <laughs> I can. Those see- guys got taken care of, believe me. <laughs> I can totally see Bill Belichick... Uh, having his training staff build a faux courtroom to try to trick the cameras into thinking <laughs> that's where everything is happening. Meanwhile, in the courtroom next door is where uh, everything is really happening. You know, I want to be in the room where it happens. That is if the Belichick era Patriots are ever on hard knocks. That's the only explanation is that it's a huge uh, deception tactic yeah. from Belichick, that the real team is somewhere else doing something totally different. Absolutely. I think we can get into all that and more in the walk-ons. For now, let's call it there for the starting lineup. like it's time for walk-ons and now it's time for part three of the draft recap series in which the guys will try and recap the their picks for the entire first round in 60 seconds each starting with the joe all right so first overall uh rams obviously traded up to get jared goff of cal number two eagles carson wentz north dakota state chargers could go defense or offense i got laramie tunsil cowboys surpriser ezekiel elliott uh, Jaguars get Ramsey, arguably best athlete in the draft. Ravens, Joey Boza, which will make every uh, Bengals and Browns fan upset. 49ers, DeForest Buckner. Browns could trade down to, with uh, Saints or Dolphins. They are going to get Miles Jack here if they stick. Uh, Buccaneers get VH3, Giants, uh, Stanley Conklin, uh, B- 
Bears, William Jackson the third. Saints uh, are going to get uh, Sheldon Rankin, uh, shore up their defense. Dolphins, Mackenzie Alexander, cornerback. Uh, Raiders, Eli Apple, cornerback. Titans, Conklin, tackle. Uh, Lions, Leonard Floyd, outside rush. Falcons, Shaq Lawson. Colts get a center of the future. Ryan Kelly, Bills get Taylor Decker. Jets are going to get their new quarterback, uh, Paxton Lynch. Uh, the Potatoes are going to get a new name. Texans, wide receiver. Vikings, wide receiver. Bengals, wide receiver. Steel, uh, Steelers, Carlos Joseph. Seahawks, Darren Lee. Packers, Jaron Reed. Chiefs, Man. Andrew Billings. Uh, Reggie Ragland, Chris Jones, Henry Henry. That was harder than I thought it was going to be. I, I really, I was, uh, I was strutting too much at the top. Yeah, yeah, you went into it, but uh, I appreciate and respect it. However, I think your list is incorrect. All right. Uh, Hooli? Yeah. You you may begin now. Rams take Jared Goff. The Eagles go with Carson Wentz. San Diego Chargers, they go defense, Jalen Ramsey. The Dallas Cowboys go with Ezekiel Elliott, the running back. Bing, 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 we got a draft day trade. The Tennessee Titans and the Jaguars switch. Titans take Laramie Tunsil. The Baltimore Ravens do go with Joey Bosa. You're correct. San Francisco 49ers go with DeForest Bunkner. Uh, oh, shit. Browns, Ronnie Staley, uh, Buccaneers, Hargroves, Giants, Miles Jack, Bears, Shaq Lawson, Saints, Samuel, uh, Sheldon Rankins, Miami Dolphins go with Ray Finkel. Oakland Raiders go with Eli Apple. The Jaguars, Lions, Falcons, Colts, Bills all go Jack Conklin. The Jets select Taylor Decker. Potatoes go Vernon Butler. Texans take Will Fuller. Uh, the Bengals select Gary Coleman. The Pittsburgh Steelers get a bottle of ketchup. The Br- Browns get Gordon and Brazaro Johnny Menzel. The Packers take the ghost of Bart Starr. The Chiefs get a new name. The Carolina Panthers select Conklin. Oh! And Denver selects another Von Miller if that's possible. I think we're both exactly right. Yeah, I really think that uh, my teens picks of everyone taking Jack Conklin is going to pay off. Well, it it aligns with our our previous uh, breakdown of the first round. Yeah. So, I mean, if anything, history's on your side. That's what I like to think. <laughs> I got to say, I'm a big fantasy guy, and this was really valuable for me because Conklin is going to become a big target for me. If he's playing on that many teams, yeah. the number of points he's going to stack up. I mean, you can make an argument for him first overall now, couldn't you? Uh, is that so crazy? No. no. I mean, considering he's going to be like octave, Tuple dipping uh, every Sunday. And as a tackle, I mean, whew, they I mean, get all the points. I mean, they could uh, teams could split them out wide if they want. <laughs> Put them off I'm the gonna line. I'm going to start a tackle-focused fantasy league <laughs> specifically for this. Totally. Um, I mean, who, who, who's, who's like first-rounders there? Uh, probably uh, Joe Thomas. Uh, I mean, DeBrickashaw, you know, retiring. That's, that, that's going to open up a spot in the first round. Yeah. I think the Steelers taking the bottle of ketchup is going to do well. I think so. I I hope so. I thought about giving them um, a souvenir for their fans that doesn't look like a piss-covered washcloth, but uh, decided to give them Carl Joseph. Yeah, that's what they deserve is a piss-covered washcloth. Yeah, you're right. Fuck them. Hey, we, we can all agree, fuck the Steelers, right? Oh, fuck the Steelers all the way up the butt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah fuck the Steelers. All right, great. Yeah, uh-huh, you know what it is. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Yeah, uh-huh, you know what it is. Everything I do, I do it big. Yeah, 
boom, there you have it. Two recaps each in 60 seconds or less. Tune in next week when the guys will have even more coverage once they've seen who the teams actually pick. All right, big news of the week. The deflate gate continues on with the suspension of Tom Brady for the first four games of the regular season. I mean, at this point, it's deflate gate gate. This thing has gone on too long. That's why we needed an expert to come in and help us break this down. So we have our West Coast resident, East Coast expert, Sam Roos. Thanks for having me on, fellas. I, I needed someone to vent. Vent away. Yeah, we are the air ducts that is Bruce Willis's escape hatch in Die Hard. Vent away. Well, as anyone can uh, see, I've got a lot of feelings here, but I've taken a a list that I made of a million points and boiled it down to like four and a half. I'm going to hit here for you. So to start, to start, the first thing everyone needs to have clear is that this verdict means nothing about Tom Brady's guilt or innocence. It is unrelated, not on the table for discussion. The only thing this proves in a legal sense is that Roger Goodell is, legally speaking, the god of the NFL. Um, let's, uh, let's go ahead. Uh, why doesn't it speak to his guilt or innocence? If he's being suspended, he must have done something. They don't suspend ah. a fan for no, for no reason. Well, we have two issues here. The issue is, uh, uh, is the suspension uh, legitimate and can the suspension be legitimately enforced? Today's or this week's rather, this week's decision proves that the the uh, suspension can be legitimately enforced. It doesn't matter if it is legitimate or not. That was not up for debate in the court. So uh, this decision is unrelated to whether or not it actually happened, which I'm happy to discuss as well. Well, is that point two? Yeah. Your second point? Yeah. The second point is is that this is part, and it's ironic because I'll take it head on. I, I know about the Trump-Brady connection. It disgusts me. We'll, we'll get back to that. But <laughs> it's part of the same issue in our culture that has led to the rise of Trump. It's anti-intellectualism. That's what you're dealing with here. What happened with those footballs can be dis- uh, explained easily and simply by basic physics yeah what happened was the balls are filled at right at the legal minimum because brady likes them a little soft no comment fine whatever he likes them right at the bottom and then you take them outside and the 70 degree air and the cold air uh, this is not up for debate uh, as a patriots fan now if i say the phrase ideal gas law i can hear people's eyes roll over Mm -hmm. the podcast as i say it but it's a fucking fact it's physics Jet fuel can't melt footballs. Yeah, I mean, so there's people out there who instead of, uh, you know, reading a, a chemistry book in the offseason, they want a well-structured narrative placed in their lap. And that's what the league and, office did. Exactly. And, you know, it's all confirmation bias. If you've been told the Patriots cheated again, they deflated footballs, and again is part of it. We'll get to that. Uh 
But if you're told that first and you hear things like Chris Mortensen say 11 to 12 footballs by an anonymous source and by as much as three pounds under the under the whatever, whatever, all this bullshit, which ended up not being even remotely true, even though the balls were technically under the numbers reported at first were absolutely pulled out of someone's ass. No one's ever even owned up to them besides Chris Mortensen saying it was anonymous. Uh, uh, I mean, in the 24-hour news cycle, you're going to get some barbs thrown in there that aren't necessarily pertain to the event or that are true. But that's my point, is by the time a scientist stood up and said, actually, it makes sense, it's totally reasonable that they would read that, people's opinions had already locked in. And do you think that it's easier for those opinions to have locked in based on the team that we're talking about? I mean, of course it is. Yes. Uh, which is, it's bizarre to me. This is a slight tangent, but I'm coming right back. I promise that Roger Goodell would single out his golden franchise. If he, if he could paint it differently, if he had chosen to spin a different narrative, the Patriots and Tom Brady could, nay, should have been the NFL's golden darling. I mean, they've been great forever. They have the all American of all American quarterbacks at the front, but uh, they've been tainted by this previous uh, fault, uh, rule break, whatever you want to call it. And that's part of our legacy, and we'll have to deal with that, and we'll have to own it. But to continue to be punished for it is absurd, because that's really what this was all about. It's it's payback. It's the owners that felt like that Patriots weren't punished hard enough, which basically comes from Goodell burning all the evidence. But at the end of the day... Tom Brady stands innocent of any of uh, of this. I mean, he's collateral damage at best. I, I mean, uh, I'm sorry. He can't at least be incidental and not involved at all. As a professional quarterback, you know when you're dealing with balls that have been deflated past the limit. Yeah, I, Maybe if you always like your balls at 12 and a half and the ideal gas law is a law that always exists and you play in New England where it's usually chilly in football season, you might just be used to the balls at uh, 11 and a half. Come on, man. You, he's a guy who handles footballs professionally every day for the past umpteen years. You I'm know the differences in your equipment. Feels like. And so what great, I'm great. Is, as long as he, but yeah, please, Sam, continue because I'm with Sam on this one. Here, here's the thing, and, and, and you're right to harp on this because it's what most Pats fans will, will kind of gloss over. But it's the truth of the Patriots, and it's why Spygate happened, and it's why we have our reputation. The Patriots go all the way up to the edge of what the rules allow, and they push those oh. edges. And sometimes they push past those edges. No, I and this is uh, another example of that. The Patriots probably did a study, probably worked with Brady, had him squeeze a thousand fucking footballs and found that the lower the football pressure was, the better he performed. And then somebody in the room probably said, hey, I'm pretty sure I remember science class. If we fill him at 12 and a half every time, they'll be like 11 and a half come the second quarter. And everyone said, that's a good fucking idea. Smart thinking, dude. Uh, but that's also what's happening all over football because this isn't something that was checked. It's not something that's enforced. It, it's a random thing that teams may or may not be using and aware of. So, yeah, mm. once again, the Pats pushed for an advantage, and it's going to cost them. I'm, it's cost them impossibly dearly. But there's no impossibly way— Impossibly dearly? 
It cost him a first round pick. A first round draft pick and a a quarter of a season of arguably the best quarterback of all time. Arguably 10% of Brady's remaining career just got taken away from him. The most. What's essentially a rule infraction. You had in that same year Aaron Rodgers saying that he likes his footballs overinflated past the legal limit. And you had the Carolina Panthers warming up footballs on the sideline in a particularly cold game. People fuck with the footballs. This is like scuffing a baseball. Fine. So no one randomly slapped them for this. Fine. But they've slapped them so fucking hard. And it's just because they're pissed off. They didn't slap them harder 10 years ago. The most damning thing anybody has said about Brady in this whole thing was the I forget even which which report was it Wells uh, where it was like, oh, it's more likely than not that he was generally aware. Like, how much yes. vague bullshit language can you use to try right. to point an arrow at Tom Brady? That's the most damning thing that they had was that, well, he probably maybe knew that something was going on. And you know what? If he's, it, you're yes. very welcome, Sam. And if he's throwing touchdowns, if he if he's hitting Gronk wide open, even if he's like, oh, this ball feels a little different. But fuck it. We're winning. Who? Why? Why would he be like? Actually, time out. This doesn't feel right. I know. It, I know. It's it's resulting in in something fine in this competitive sport in front of this fifty thousand people that are are watching this game live and and the hundreds of thousands watching at home. No, like of course every team is going to look for every competitive advantage. Going back to Spygate real quick. I remember Herm Edwards on Sports Center one night. Uh, they were just talking about oh how dirty it was that the Patriots are out there recording uh, the the Jets hand signals and and you know lining them up so they could use them and Herm Edwards goes on to say yeah this is ridiculous them recording I remember back in my day all we had was we we would send scouts out and they would take notes by hand what the hand signals were and then we we could only use those and everyone goes yeah yeah exactly but out, they're out here fucking recording it right it's like, the, the, the practice that Spygate was was the bitch slap for. Yes, the Patriots broke the rule. I won't deny that. And fine, the punishment is what it is. Uh, But it was so commonplace that it was literally a league memo a few weeks earlier that said everyone needs to stop doing this. It's not as if it was a crazy idea that only the Pats came up with. They just did it a few weeks after they weren't supposed to and frankly got a pretty stiff penalty for that too. Lost a first round pick there too. Well, then, it seems like then they've set up a pattern of habitual behavior. And much like other sports leagues or even our own judicial system, repeat offenders tend to get slapped harder the second and third time, which may be why that you lost a first-round pick, a million dollars, and quite frankly, you lost him for four games, you'll still go three and one. Well, and guess who their week five opponent is? Guess who their week five opponent is that gets to face an angry Tom Brady? The Cleveland Browns. The the Browns. Yeah, go us. Um, And you're right. uh, Repeat offenders do get slapped hard when found guilty. However, uh, a a, a client on trial cannot have previous offenses used as evidence to help commit them, to help, uh, 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 oh, what are the words? All of my words are gone. To help, Joe, Joe, I have you here because you've hit on the crux of the issue. Hooli, I will give you for a minute. I I, I don't personally agree, but I'll give you for a minute. Let's say that, yes, maybe they they broke the rule. They did it intentionally. They tried to take more air out of footballs than they should have been allowed to, conscious of that decision. Maybe that happened. I'll allow that. I'm sure that happened. Tom Brady... He wouldn't turn it in. Okay, great. I'm sure it didn't. We both agree that it is theoretically possible. Yes. Right? Fine. What hasn't happened is 
there has not been real evidence to prove that, not up to any reasonable legal standard. More likely than not was aware should not be the standard for convicting people in this country. And you say it's not a criminal trial, but for Tom no. Brady, this is a criminal issue. It's a, it is. No, he's it's going to jail. He's having his livelihood taken from him. It's going to cost him money. And so it's a uh, civil closure. issue. Fine. Uh, but either way, the, the issue is he there's it's a broken system for him. He's uh, convicted by, in my opinion, very sketchy means. Uh, you may disagree, but I don't find the evidence compelling. I don't think it stands up to any kind of reasonable attack. But even if you think that it does, the fact that the system is I disagree, I'd like to appeal. Yes, you get to appeal to the guy who made the decision the first time yeah. is a ridiculous, absurd system. I mean, unfortunately, it all comes back to the the most recent collective bargaining agreement between the NFL and the NFLPA, where they really gave Commissioner Dredd the power to be judge, jury, and executioner. Uh, yeah. And I think that I that think will be the, rectified in the next agreement, hopefully. The goat here is Demory Smith. Fuck this guy. This is the dude who really fucked this all up. And I know everyone loves to see the Patriots fall on our face and it couldn't happen to a nicer team and all that. <laughs> and fine. That's who we are. I'll take it. Uh, I hate us because they ain't us and all that shit. But when your fucking player gets bitch slapped for something ridiculous that they can't even prove that he actually did, I'll be excited to burn everybody else's teams to the fucking ground as cheaters. Not me, Sam. I'm on your side. Please, I, I, for one, welcome the new Patriot overlords. And they're not even that new. They've been our overlords for like 12 years. I dare you to find a cheater on the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> I find a bully, and that's a thousand times worse. He hasn't showed up for anything this year yet, so maybe he's not even on the team. Just kidding. No, no, he was with the comeback player of the year last year. Oh, no, I meant Ndamukong Sue, different bully, sorry. Oh, a different style of bullying, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we got rid of Richie and then goddamn Bills. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. So I wish right. we can agree fuck the Bills. Oh god, yeah. fuck the Bills. And the Bills, so here's the other thing. So speaking of fuck the Bills and fuck the Dolphins, your first four opponents, the only one that you should really lose to are the Arizona Cardinals. Would you agree to that? Uh that is, I would agree that that is likely a loss, yes. Right. Uh, I'm not going to take a division opponent lightly with my backup quarterback. I, I'll be happy if we go two and two. Okay. All right. That's, uh, that, that's reasonable. Uh, what, are you, what are you thinking for week five? I mean, that's going to probably be a pretty tight contest. Um, you know, I, uh, angry Brady Unleashed versus uh, RG3. And Honestly, the, I I will say this as a longtime Pats fan: the thing that we are best at is not bringing that crazy big, huge offense wave game when everyone expects it. Uh, those games do come, and they happen a couple of times a year. But anytime it's like, oh man, they're gonna crunch this shit team into the ground. It's gonna be a million to nothing. Uh, like they usually fail to cover the spread in those games. Awesome. So you got. So you're calling. Browns is almost a trap game now. I'm going to say prediction now, this far in advance, final score, Patriots 32, Browns 24. 
Wow. wow, we scored more than twenty. Yeah, I was good. that's huge. Yep. That's what the, that's a late touchdown. That's a garbage time touchdown, getting them up to twenty four. But they get there against uh, another shoddy Patriots secondary uh, that'll haunt us all year. Sam, there's no garbage time in a box score, man. I will take it. Book it. Ten thousand. <laughs> Spoken like a true Browns fan. <laughs> Ten thousand dollars. Book it. <laughs> Joe, uh, I think you have a gambling solution uh, for the second time. I'll bet you everything in my pockets that no, I don't. Uh, okay, okay, I'll take that bet. God damn it, I owe you my wallet. Oh, I was hoping you had a hand in your pocket. <laughs> Luckily not. No, it's not my hand at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that's the conclusion of my hot take on Tom Brady is you would cry too if it happened to you. He's the <laughs> Stephen Avery of the football world, and uh, we'll take all the heat. We'll take Stephen all the fucking Avery. blame. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude. Stephen have... Avery didn't win shit. Has never won shit. Stephen no, Avery is a guy who constantly gets shit been... on. Tom Brady he cheated been... his way to the top, and now he's getting shit on a little bit. But has... The same thing is true in that he is convicted under shady pretenses, but maybe still actually did it. Hashtag creating a cheater. <sighs> Boy, this thing's a blowout, but let's sit down for some garbage time. All right, y'all. We know Tom Brady's getting suspended. What were you ever suspended for in school? I was a perfect child. Uh, I Uh, do not think I've ever been suspended for school. I was only grounded once in my life. It was for borrowing a friend's car with her permission uh, and driving it uh, off the side of the road getting it stuck in the mud, and we had to buy a tow truck, and my parents were like, you're grounded. You had to buy the tow truck? Well, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, I have a good one. Uh, this was right after George Bush defeated John Kerry in uh, that election. What was that? Oh, four, I guess. And my dad's office was right next to Kerry campaign headquarters. Long story short, we got a ton of John Kerry for president signs and stickers and stuff. Oh, no. And I had a fat roll of Kerry Edwards LGBTQ community uh, stickers that were like I had like a, a circular with a rainbow behind them. And there's this one kid in school who's kind of my rival. His name was, uh, I won't say his name. Uh, you give us first name. Yeah. Is uh, Skyler. Uh, Skyler. And uh, he, the only thing he loved more than George Bush was his Saab 9.3 Turbo that his parents had bought him. Ooh. Uh, I feel like those Venn diagrams. he came in the day after the election, like, with a George Bush cutout. He was that kid. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, so I took all the stickers at lunch one day and went out to the senior parking lot and covered his car head to toe, uh, in the Carrie Edwards stickers. And you got suspended for how long? Uh, I got a one day in-house suspension and I was supposed to work in the library all week. But after one day, the ladies told me that they respected what I did and I didn't have to come back. (laughs) 
And my parents also had my back on it. They like my parents who uh, are divorced and don't don't chat all the time, uh, like had like a long tete a tete about it and then uh, turned around and were like, what you did was irresponsible and foolish and we will pay for it. Don't ever do it again. That's amazing. Because <laughs> uh, there was a big deal. <laughs> I believe that to clean stickers head to toe off of a sob. Yeah. It's like seven hundred dollars. That's ridiculous. Uh, I'm sure the Bush family was fine. Fuck you, Skylar. All right, next question. What is more heartbreaking? Okay. Game of Thrones or all of the injuries happening in the West in the NBA right now? Ugh. Ugh. Um. No, because I delight in Game of Thrones injuries. I cackle when they slit throats. <laughs> yeah, I was actually on Team Ali. I was fine with him stabbing Jon Snow. I, I understand where Ali was coming from. I'm going to go with the injuries in the West because you don't want to see that come down to injuries. You don't want to see the Warriors lose because Steph sprained his knee. Uh, I agree. Maybe you don't. I don't. And I also don't want to see the Clippers lose unless it means that we can get Blake Griffin for cheap next year. And Joe, wait a minute. You're saying as a Cleveland fan, you know that even if you were to, I shouldn't even say it, but if it were to happen for you uh -huh. and Steph Curry wasn't there, still that would be the shit you would get about it afterwards forever. Is, yeah, I've, they lucked into it. No Steph Curry, whatever. It doesn't really count. Thank you for opening this door, Sam. I've already prepared my argument in case this happens. They beat us last year with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love injured, two of our big three. If they're only down one, well, la-dee-da. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love don't add up to Steph Curry's broken left ankle. Next question. Great. <laughs> Uh, other than Steve Kerr this year, what sports figure has been celebrated the most for doing the least? Kobe. Well, all right. So he's got a – this was a victory lap lifetime achievement award, but, I mean, he was missing 12, 15 shots a game. Like, they they only fed him the, fed him the ball as a sign of respect, which he deserves, but, like – he was hurting his team more than anything. Than, he was hurting his team more than he was helping this year. Okay. Are we talking all time or just this year? Go all time. Joe fucking Tory. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, every baseball manager ever is the real answer because baseball managing is like being the manager of a fishing trip. Like, as long as no one falls off the boat and drowns, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> But Joe Torre in particular gets credit for like every World Series, like he didn't have some of the collection of most amazing uh, young talent and highest priced veterans available. Like a, a fucking lawnmower could have won four World Series. <laughs> I was just gonna say Roman Reigns, but now I'm gonna switch my answer. Yeah, me too. Every answer that's not Sam. And then he gets wrong. to go be in charge of discipline, like he's gonna be totally unbiased against the Yankees. Fuck that guy. <laughs> okay, better draft movie. Draft day or backdraft? Oof. I've only seen backdraft. That's so funny. As a Browns fan, never seen draft day. That makes sense. Uh, I live it I've every year. I've never seen either movie, but I agree with you on not seeing draft day. As a Red Sox fan, I've never watched Fever Pitch. Fuck that. Ugh, yeah. Uh, I'll go backdraft because that's uh, sad at some parts. It gives is you that, so many emotions. Is it about firefighters? I, I it don't is. know anything about it. It yeah, is. No, uh, Ron Howard directed it. Hell yeah. 
Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, Ron Howard and firefighters over uh, the Cleveland Browns every day. Sorry, Joe. Yeah, no, I no, mean, that's fine. Kurt I, Russell, like, William Baldwin, Russell. De Niro, yeah. Donald Suller, Sullivan. Do- Sutherland? <laughs> Donald Sutherland. I know who, the, who that guy is. Sully. Donald Sullivan? Sully. Uh, yeah, backdraft. It was awesome. All right. We all agree. Great. All right. So we've covered the draft uh, in the most uh, expeditious way possible. We'll find out next week whether or not we were right or wrong, whether the Steelers will pick a bottle of ketchup or not. Whether or not Jack Conklin gets his name called six times in Chicago this weekend. You'd think they'd have a rule against that, but we looked it up. They don't. They don't. It's actually whoever can offer him the most money. Weird. Big thank you to Sam Roos for being with us this episode and talking about Tom Brady giving us his hot, fresh takes. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having a Patriots fan on a draft-themed episode. Fuck you, too. (laughs) Speaking of fuck you, do you have any uh, plugs you want to do, Sam? Twitter, Facebook, Tinder, or otherwise? Uh, Yeah, you can follow me at Roostafarian if you want to on Twitter. I guess that's a fun thing you could do. It's uh, R-O-O-S-T-A-F-A-R-I-A-N. I I think that's maybe too many A's. But if you really want it, you'll figure it out. Yeah, totally. Follow us on Twitter, at Hooli and the Joe. Same thing on Facebook, at Hooli and the Joe. You'll be able to find all the updates. We're still waiting on that Instagram handle. So as yeah, soon as us. that loyal fan creates an Instagram handle, we will have you on the show and post all sorts of things. Thanks for tuning in. Later, Gator. Uh, keep going. Talk, talk, talk. Hello, hello, hello. This is Sam. I'm me, Sam. Hello, it's me. I'm Sam. It's me. I'm talking to you through the microphone now. Talk, talk, talk. Talk all day. Talk in the day and not at the night. All right. Uh, I think that's it. My mom used to sing me that song. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Me too. What? Oh, she used to sing me that? Yeah, you burnt. You're This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.